Um, Tom Williams from BBC Look East. Uh, yeah, I'm here. I'm yep. Take us away then, Tom, please. Thank you. Okay, great. Uh, Kieran, um, why trade a coaching job at Manchester United for this role that it's pitched down? Hiya, Tom. Um, yeah, look, it was a, obviously it was a decision to be made. Um, I have a big affinity for Man United. Obviously, I think that's publicised. That was a... A fan of the club as a boy. It's a fantastic club to work. Had really good relationships with, with staff, with players, with owners, with all the managers I worked under. So yeah, it's a club with a, a deep affinity for me, and I was I was happy there and and could see our future there. But um, I think at the time it was um, you know it was a, an ambition that I've had right through the start of my coaching career to go into management. I've worked really really hard to get this opportunity. Um, I feel like I've developed myself as a coach um, very well over the last 12, 13 years. Put a lot into becoming the best coach I could be. But the ambition all along was to make this step, to eventually take the chance to lead a team in its own right, to lead a football club. Um, so I knew that that day would come. When the initial contact came from Ipswich Town, I, I knew the background of the club. I knew it was um, obviously a club of fantastic traditions and history. I also knew the current situation with the ownership and the investment that has been put into the club and that they're looking to make going forward. Um, I had some good conversations with Mark here about the, the direction and how the club wanted to take it forward. And we, we felt like we had a really similar view on, on how that would best be done. So, yeah, I think it, it, it was a really good match. It hopefully is a really good match. It was the right time for me to make the step. Um, it's the right type and profile of club and that I was looking for in Ipswich Town and I'm grateful for them giving me this opportunity and I'm confident that I'll be able to repair that, that faith in the future. Um, Donovan Blake Thanks, for ITV Anglia. Hi, Donovan. Hi. Um, seems a great word said by um, former manager and player Jim Jilton about yourself. No, I haven't managed to catch up with Jim yet. Actually, he's um, he's very much on my call list. Um, this opportunity came about really quickly in the middle of last week. Obviously, it's been a really intense period with Man United as well. So at the time, we were preparing for the Brentford game. So the opportunity came around really quickly. Um, I've had you know overwhelmed by the messages of support and. Um, well wishing from everyone at Man United and externally um, across football. So, um, no, I know Jim's history with the club. Um, I was uh, fortunate to work with him for a very short period with Northern Ireland under 21s, but have known him through different avenues over the years as well. Um, a really good man, um, was good to work for. Uh, I enjoyed his company and um, yeah, I know obviously his history with his club and the success what he had, and I definitely will be making contact with him. and um, looking to tap into his experiences here and also get his opinion and um, you know his expertise on, on how he sees the club going forward. So I haven't had a chance to yet, but he's, he's very high on the call list. Thank you. Um, East Anglian Daily Times. Hey, Kieran, welcome to Ipswich Town. Um, you said that you, you were waiting for this day to, to come. Have you applied for other jobs over the last few years? Have you... Um, yeah, no, I haven't applied. I haven't applied for anything over the last few years. I think when you're working at a club of the the size and the scale of Manchester United and the 
the importance of that. I, I was, you know, so focused on the day to day there. Um, I put my heart and soul into the club and um, trying to make make it better every single day. So I don't think it would be, you know, right with the responsibility that I had there to be, you know, applying for jobs or, or even looking too far forward in the into the future. Um, I always trusted and knew that it was a case of if I if I'd done my work, if I developed myself as a coach as well as what I could, if I developed my skill set, then I knew that my reputation within the club and within football would eventually lead to you know the the right club coming to to approach me, and and thankfully that was the case with Ipswich, and um, yeah, it was uh, it was done in a very respectful way by by the club and by Mark and. United again, grateful to them for how they handled the situation and and was able to move it forward in the right way. So, um, no, this is the, the 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 right offer at the right time. Very best of luck, Kieran. Thank you. Thank you, Phil Ham, TWTD. Thank you, Kieran. Congratulations on the role. Welcome to welcome to Suffolk. Thanks, Phil. Um, uh, as I said, obviously you got your first look at the team on on Saturday. I assume you uh, had, you. you yeah, I know quite a lot of the playing squad, um, just through, you know, partly through Kane and Tom Carroll as well, who are both at Tottenham, who have both had experiences coaching there. Um, I know quite a few of the other boys through the academy system and, um, you know, people, especially the boys who came through the London Academy. So, I know quite a few of them through that, and then I know some of the other players just through you know us, us football coaches are watching football and and thinking football twenty four seven. So I know quite a lot of the squad. Um, with regard to the game on Saturday, uh, I enjoyed it. The the occasion first of all in terms of how the club set it up with the with the support and um, you know to have almost thirty thousand people here was was a fantastic occasion to to see. Um, I thought the performance in the first half especially was really positive. Um, I really liked the, the commitment, the, the, the aggression and mentality of the team. It certainly looked like a team that are still fighting for things this year that aren't prepared to, to give up on the season just yet. Um, so I really liked that. I liked the way that the fans and the players interacted and the, you know, the players relished the, the, the crowd and the noise and the fans really got behind the team. So... Um, yeah, I enjoyed I enjoyed that seeing that on Saturday, and that's something that we have to harness going forward. Um, in terms of impressions of the team, yeah, I've watched a lot of games this season, especially over the last few days. Um, I've been going through the footage of probably the last eight to ten games, and and seeing different things from games before that as well. So I feel that I've got a good scope on on what the strengths and the the um, you know the most positive parts of the team and the squad are, and I've also got really feel that I've got a good feel on, on where the improvements can be made and where we can focus our work. So, um, yeah, it's been, it's been good meeting them. We haven't had our first official training session yet. Um, there was a few of the injured boys in today, but this morning was more about meeting the staff and um, the players had prearranged to have a, a, a two-day break off with having such a busy period last week with the Barrow game before Sunderland and such a busy period coming up. So... Um, yeah, spoke to the players on Saturday in the dressing room. Have met them, got a bit more of a you know further talk with the boys who are in at training today, and and hopefully look forward to meeting the whole group and getting our first proper session on the grass tomorrow. Excellent. Thank you very much, and all the best. Thank you, Mel Henderson from the Sun. Uh, hi, Kieran. Hi, Mel. Welcome to Ipswich. He says from the Sun, but I'm a local freelance, so don't hold <laughs> Okay, fair enough. <laughs> um, 
Just tell me about your short-term and long-term ambitions as a manager, not, not just specifically with Ipswich, but in the game in general. Yeah, I mean, short term and, and certainly medium term, I'm not going to be looking any further than this, this football club at the moment and what we have to do to get it going in the right direction. Um, obviously, as, as soon as you come down here, you, you realise how much it means to people, what a, what a fantastic club it is and, um, you know, the passion and the fan base and the support. Um, but also, you know, we realise where we are in the league table. Um, it's not been a successful couple of years. Um, there's a lot of work to be done behind the scenes in, in all aspects, really, that need to be improved. So, um, short term, my focus is um, obviously on on Gillingham coming up on Boxing Day, but also on making the immediate little improvements that I feel can be made around the training ground and around the, around the building to improve the environment. Um, as I say, it's it's been a difficult season so far for the team, but it's it's um, you know we feel that the season is still alive. We want to improve. We want to to pick up results. Um, we want to focus on improving the performances of the team as quickly as we can and, and hopefully results come from that and, and I think with the quality in the squad it's, it's possible that we can put a run of, run of results together and if we do that then, then let's see where we're at in a couple of months um, so the immediate focus at the moment is, is really just around the, the team and the club and what differences we can make straight away um, in terms of the longer term focus for the club I think everyone knows that you know, the owners are coming in with big ambition. They've invested a lot in the squad. They've invested in myself and my staff. And the, the ambition is to, you know, to get Ipswich back up towards the top levels of English football where it, where it was and, and where it belongs, we feel, and, and where everyone wants to see it. Um, and again, for myself, longer term, you know, I've, I've, I've worked well enough to, you know, get myself to a really, really high level as a coach in the coaching profession. Um, have have worked at the the highest level in the Premier League in the Champions League and coached Champions League games at 32 years old and and worked at that level and and enjoyed it and you know that's definitely an aspiration to to be back at that level as a manager um, and of course the ultimate goal and the ultimate dream is to do that with Ipswich Town but look we know it's it's step by step there's a long way to go it's nice to have long term goals and long term ambitions and and to feel the passion of everyone at the club to to get this club back up to the very top. But the most important thing now is, is the day-to-day, is getting to work, is step-by-step step improving the team, improving the club in every little way that I can. And um, we feel, and, and that was a big part of the conversations with Mark, we feel that like if we put the right things in place, if we work day-by-day, day, then with the support that we have, with the investment that we have, that you know eventually the, the success and, and moving up the leagues, that, that will come, but it will come as a product of the things that we do day-to-day. Thank you, Kieran. Best of luck. Thank you. Uh, if anyone from Reuters, Reuters is on the call, so Simon Evans. No, we'll move on. So Dan Wendell from Talk Sport. Uh, an opportunity for you. It's yeah, we do. Um, of course, there's expectation here, and rightfully so, because we feel like we're a, well, we are a big club, and the club have invested in the squad. Um, but 
you know that, that there's no guarantees in this league. I've I've seen enough of it already to know that there's no guarantees. There's there's other big clubs in the division who also feel like, and their supporters probably feel like they belong in a in a higher division and they they deserve to be in a higher division and um, they want to be in a higher division. But it doesn't it doesn't guarantee anything. In the end, it doesn't mean anything. Um, the only way that we're going to win games and the only way that we're going to climb this league is by first of all starting on the training pitch doing the right things um, setting up the team in a good way um, and then managing to put that on the pitch and put in some performances and pick up results so yeah look, we, we want to get promotion from the league um, when that comes um, so does every other team in the league and certainly at, at the moment there's some big clubs in that league who all feel like they should be and could be at a higher level but it doesn't guarantee us anything we need to, we need to go to Gillingham in the first instance and make sure that we do all the right things that give us a chance to win three points and then we're going to have to do it again three days later and every game after that and that's the only way to, to get success is not we aren't going to get out of this league because we have a big fan base or a big support it certainly can help it can help the club move forward but it's going to be up to the to the players on the pitch and to the staff around them to you know put performances on that that's going to enable us to get them results thank you um, Koshal from um, Bauer Media. No. Okay, Thomas Kane from BBC Northern Ireland. Thank you. Congratulations. Um, from your perspective, at 35, things have gone differently. You could still well be in the height of your playing career at this stage. We're fast track with Spurs and United. How are you feeling all of those experiences overall with them in football and sculpted the type of manager that you're hoping to become? Hi Thomas. Um, yeah, it's a good point. Um, obviously, thirty-five is is maybe a typical retirement age. People might say. I don't know if I'd quite be in my peak, but um, I never was too quick, so I probably wouldn't have had too much to lose. Um, so yeah, it's obviously for me been a really good journey. I think one of the the benefits, if you could call it that, of finishing your playing career early, and, and mine was through through injury, which obviously was an unfortunate situation. But one of the benefits on that is that you get a big big head start as a as a coach. Um, I've had you know coming on to thirteen years now of of coaching at what I feel is a really high level and working with players, developing players, developing teams, um, put hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of worth of hours onto. You know, onto the grass and to developing myself. So, yeah, I feel like all the experiences I've had up to this point, the coaches and managers that I've worked under at, at Tottenham and on, at United, and um, the sessions I've put on, the meetings I've taken, all of the work that I've done over the over the last thirteen years have put me in a really good position um, to be able to take this opportunity on. Um, I know there's some other skill sets now as a manager that I want to develop in myself, but I feel like I have the capability the capabilities to do so and. Um, yeah, it's about you know taking the experiences that I had, learning from the people who I've worked under, but also you know trusting myself, trust my own personality, trust my own ideas, and and look to go and imprint, imprint them now as a manager. And um, of course, this is a great opportunity to do that. Uh, Russell Clayden. No, okay, Paul Rowan from the Irish Sunday Times. I think Russell was probably in there, was he? Yeah, sorry, yeah, I um, just had a problem with the, uh, the mouse uh, not working for a second there, so I can unmute myself. But um, <clears throat> if you can hear me now, um, Kieran, uh, welcome to Ipswich Town. Um, 
on behalf of, of everyone. Um, I wondered if you had a preferred formation that you uh, you like to put your teams out in, um, and if you could explain your answer to that one way or another. Hi, Russell. Um, yeah, look, I've got very strong ideas in, on my principles of play and very strong ideas on how I want the team to play. Um, in terms of formation, for me, it's especially at this stage of the season, it's about being versatile to the strengths of the players and to what they're comfortable with and what is going to suit the playing squad. Um, I'm a big believer in, in style and principles are more important than formation. Um, I think within any formation that can look differently in whether you're in possession and out of possession, whether it's first phase or third phase of the game. Um, so I'm not a big believer. I don't speak to players a lot about you know, 4-2-3-1 or 4-3-3 or 3-5-2. I think it's about players understanding their roles and responsibilities on the pitch, understanding what spaces that we want to attack and what spaces that we need to defend. And the, the principles and the style that we work to is the overriding thing. And within that, then, the formation can be adapted according to according to primarily our players and what suits the playing squad that we have, but also according to the opposition and how we want to hurt them and attack them in any given game. Thank you. Thank you. Paul Thank Rowan, you. if you want to come in. Hi, Kieran. Um, Hi, Paul. Just do want to do a question for Sunday, if that's okay. That's all right. Kieran, yeah. um, obviously, uh, you, you, you touched on your career Yeah, no problem. Um, yeah, so I think my obviously injuries came, especially that my my hip injury came around twenty years of age. So at that stage at Tottenham, I was in and around the first team group. Had played in some pre-season friendlies. Was consistently training with the with the first team. Was captain of the reserves and and uh, you know felt like I was on a really good pathway at that stage. Um, yeah, I had two almost two years really of of surgeries and setbacks and specialists and disappointments and failed comebacks and um, it was a really challenging period um, but you know it was also a period where I learned a lot about myself um, in that period I, I say I was injured for almost a two-year spell really um, so I did have to start to examine and think about what I wanted to do after football um, what I wanted to you know turn my, my commitment to um, it was even in that stage as a as a player that I, you know, decided already that I think coaching was going to be an avenue that I really wanted to attack and that I thought I could be good at. Um, so I started to lay the groundwork in that period. Um, I also learned a lot about myself as a person um, because when when you come through that level of of disappointment and you know the setbacks that you have along the way, you, you learn about your yourself and your resilience and your character in in difficult moments. Um, and yeah, I think it's a, it's a period that I'm proud of in a way because, you know, I don't think at any stage really I felt sorry for myself. I had good support around me with my my um, my family and um, I had good support. I never felt sorry for myself. I, I say when I initially or when I finally had to make the decision to retire, um, I knew the, the direction I wanted to go in. Um, Tottenham at the time were fantastic in terms of supporting me and I think I was out coaching within within a week of the last surgery in crutches on the grass, working with um, Alex Inglethorpe and John McDermott and Chris Ramsey and some fantastic coaches. 
um, the youth team at the time was was Harry Kane, Tom Carroll, who's who's here, um, Ryan Mason, Andros Townsend, a really talented youth team, um, and it just felt right from the start. Um, you know, there was no in between period of of sitting at home and sulking and thinking about what I might do next. I pretty much was from the surgery room, get the crutches on, put some boots on, and get out on the pitch and learn. And um, from that moment, really, it, it felt right. It felt like something that you know came pretty naturally to me. Um, it also gave me something I've, I've always been extremely driven, extremely hard working. It gave me something to completely devote all my energy and time to. Um, and yeah, from that time, I haven't, haven't ever really looked back. Um, obviously, there's, there's nothing like playing. You miss playing sometime, but you know, I'm, I'm out on the pitch. I can still kick a ball around. Um, I, I love being around football. Um, so I don't think there's there's many times over the last 13 years that I've really missed playing. Um, coaching has felt like a natural fit to me, and um, it's it's felt like the, if there is such a thing as as fate or destiny, maybe it was it was the path that was right for me. So um, yeah, no regrets. I've loved the journey so far, and, and hopefully it continues. Can I, can I just ask if you don't mind? Um, you obviously coached at United under Jose and Oli on his whole year. I mean. Yeah, I think when you work at a club like Manchester United it's it's par for the course and rightly so. Unless Man United are, are winning the league every year then you know, people are going to look for things to criticise and um, they're going to want to criticise the players, they're going to want to criticise the manager and, and the staff and everything around the building. Um, I think that's been the case for Ollie. Unfortunately, it was the case for for Jose and, and Louis and, and David Moyes and some fantastic managers who've been there through um, through the last 10 years. Um, it's a club that is, is so used to success, um, is had great success uh, over the last, you know, a lot, over a long history, but especially over the, the 90s and the 2000s. Um, so, yeah, I think that, that, that external pressure, that external criticism is, is nothing unusual. It doesn't affect the people in the club. Um, certainly, uh, if you're asking specifically about Oli, I thought he conducted himself fantastically. Um, through that period, i never seen it affect him. Um, I think he had a couple of years of, of really good progress and development at the club, took the, the club to some you know, very good league positions in terms of finishes, um, finished ahead of some really good teams and some really good coaches, um, reached cup finals. and um, Yeah, I think he, he can be and is proud of his work there at the club. Um, and yeah, he was a fantastic boss to work for. and um, Yeah, I think he's, he's very fondly remembered by everyone in the club and um, by the fans around the club as well. So, no, look, I think when you work at the club, when you work at clubs of that size, and I don't think there's anyone bigger in the world than Man United, you have to get used to if the team isn't winning trophies, then there's going to be criticism level leveled at everyone. And you know, all you can do is is you you know yourself the quality of the work, what's going on. You know yourself the the impact that you're having on people within the club. Um, people know the quality of work that's going on. And, um, yeah, I think that's the the modern way in football, and I think it, if you're strong enough, then it doesn't affect your at work. It never did with mine. And if Oli was still the manager of United, would you have taken the Ipswich job, Kieran? Yeah, it's a good question. A couple of people have asked me that privately, and um, 
Yeah, look, it, it was um, it was an opportunity that I wanted. It was the age that I wanted to take it at, and the opportunity that I feel I was ready for. Um, yeah, Ralph is is not too long in the door. I've had a really really good relationship with him over a couple of weeks. Um, he was fantastic for me. He took me as a big part of his staff and wanted me to work with him going forward. So. Um, yeah, look, it's, you can't say it because it was a situation that never happened, but I know that this was an opportunity that I wanted to take and wanted to come my way, and it did come my way, and it felt like the right time, and um, I'm just very happy to have taken it and to be here. We're just going to... Sorry, we're just... If, if, um, if, did Jenny Bowen actually say to you, you know, you can't yeah, yeah, I think um, yeah, playing in the GA certainly toughened you up a little bit for, for football and though nothing to do with the injuries. Um, no, I was always very well looked after there and it was it was definitely more more soccer injuries as you might say. So we're gonna to go to Tom Williams now from BBC um look east. Tom if you've got any questions for um, Mark Ashton. Mark, many experienced managers have tried and failed to transform it, which is fortunes. How confident are you that Kieran will be a success? I think I'm as confident as, as I can be. Um, he, he certainly matches the values of myself and the football club. Um, high integrity, uh, high work ethic, high energy, um, and a, an extremely level, a high level of intelligence. Um, and on the references that we've had from people within the game, um, everyone speaks extremely highly of him. So I'm, I'm delighted that we, we've managed to capture him uh, and bring him here to, to Ipswich. Well done, thank you. Donovan Blake for ITV for Mark Ashton. Mark, um, it's again. Um, Hi, Donovan. I think it's a combination, uh, Donovan. He, he, I think his values again match ours. Um, that you know that high integrity, that determination, that work ethic, um, that football intelligence. You put that together, and I think you've got someone um, who can help take this football club substantially forward. Um, so I think it's a mixture of all, um, and, and again. You speak to people in the game, um, and people speak extremely, extremely highly of uh, of Kieran. Um, what one of the things that, that that I've always done is trap young coaches, young potential new managers. I think if you look at what I've done in the past, that it's a path that I've trodden before, um, and I see that 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 potential in, in in Kieran, and we will all be here to support him and hopefully take this football club forward together. Andy Warren from EADT. Hi, Stuart Watson. Hello, Mark. Hi, Stuart. Yeah, this is a bit of a talk. Dual question for the two of you, really. We have the January transfer window fast approach. James, Mark, are you, are you ready to, to back Kieran? Do you anticipate it being a, a busy one? And Kieran, have you, you got your, uh, your contacts ready to, to line up and use when, when that window opens? Um, listen, I think from, from my perspective, I'm hoping it's not as busy as the summer, that's for sure. Um, but yeah, I, th I think, look, we, we've said this before, Kieran will be backed, he will be supported. Um, we're already starting to talk about, about the shape of the squad now and the shape of the squad moving forward. 
Um, we'll, we'll continue continue those discussions in the next few days. But yeah, I, I fully anticipate that we will be active uh, in the January window. Yeah, and for me, obviously, we've had some initial initial discussions. Um, to be completely honest, my, my focus is on the players in the building mostly at the moment. Um, we For sure, the club will be active. I've handed some recommendations in terms of... Um, you know, personnel and positions that I think could be useful for us. Um, but that's going to be, um, you know, a lot of work for the club to do and I'll support them with that. My focus has got to be on the squad that we have. We have a big squad. Um, a lot of players have came in in the summer. Um, we have a, a deep and um, talented squad at this level. So my focus is going to be on on getting that right, on getting the best out of the players, what we have here, on working with them on the training pitch, on on getting our environment, you know, where we want, where I want it to be. Um, on setting up the team as as well as we possibly can, and um, yeah, I know January is not a long way away, but at the moment every day is important. Every day is to be maximised, and um, for the next what have we got nine days to nine days to January, ninety nine percent of my my man my manpower and my effort is going to be into the players who are in the building. Thank you very much, Phil Ham, TWTD. Hi, Mark. Um, I, I feel. Um, I think there's about four questions in there, Phil. I'll give it. I'll give it a go. Um, <laughs> um, look, we we said we'd follow a process, and we did. Um, we certainly were not talking to anyone while we had a uh, Paul here. That's just not how how we operate. Um, and we we put together uh, a list of people that we wanted to see um, and talk to. Uh, and in the current world, that. You know that's a balance between phone calls, Zoom calls, and meeting people in 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 person. Um, but it, it became apparent very quickly that Kieran sat right at the top and the front of that of that list of people. Uh, and I, and I have to say that when I when I met him, um, my hopes were realised, and I was hoping he was going to be what I thought he was going to be. Um, you know, as I said before, we we track young coaches, we we monitor young coaches. It's something I've done historically. Uh, and I was very keen to spend some time with Kieran uh, and, and learn more about him. Um, so once we did that, um, we obviously we spoke to our board. Um, we'd spoken to Manchester United. Um, they, they were extremely professional. Um, Ed Woodward and the, the hierarchy at United, again, absolutely first class. Um, and albeit reluctantly, I think, um, gave us permission to, to, to speak to Kieran. And I think once Kieran had had made his position to them really clear that he wanted to take this opportunity. Um, whilst they were ultimately disappointed to lose him, uh, they supported his decision. Uh, and I'm very grateful uh, to them in the way they, they dealt with it. Mel Henderson? No? Has anybody else we've missed out here? Has anybody got anything that they would like to add before we just wrap it up? We've got a couple of moments left. Yeah. Yeah, on you go, mate. Yeah. Thank you very much. Um, Mark, do you want to ask you to 
Is there anything you can tell us on that? What's your feelings on this point in the season where the country finds itself at this moment in time of effect it could have potentially on Kieran this first couple of weeks? Uh, you're right, right on a number of fronts. We, we, we have a call with the, the EFL tomorrow, so, so, so until I've, I've had that call, I, I won't know. Um, my personal position is that we play on um, because I don't think if we, if we have a circuit breaker now, I don't think there's a set given time that we could guarantee that we could return in. Um, and I have to tell you this, having sat on the, the EFL board for three years in the first wave of the pandemic, we stopped, we stopped playing and that was the right thing to do. But it wasn't so easy to get everybody started playing again. And that brought a whole host of new challenges. So my, my, uh, my own position is that we test um, and we get on with it. Um, and I know that's going to be difficult and challenging, but I, 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 just, I don't see the football calendar easing up. Um, and I think that brings other challenges. So my, my preference is that we, if we have enough players and we test, we, we probably have to play. Good room for two more questions. Paul Ryan, were you wanting to come in there? Hi, Clear on you go, yeah. We've lost you. Yeah, we can hear you now, yeah. Thank you. Um, sorry about earlier, Clear. Welcome to Portland Road. And I just wanted to ask you really about playing style. Have you any idea what you want your style to be? And will it be sort of to fit the ends justify the means, will you be attritional for the one and then look to alter it if you take the team up? Or are you just set on how you want to play from the get go? Hi, Claire. Um, yeah, look, I've got a really clear idea in my head. I'm not going to, you know, talk formations and, and in too much detail about it because we're playing Gillingham on, on uh, Boxing Day, hopefully, and I don't want to give too much away at this early stage. But, um, yeah, I've got a clear idea on how I want the game to be played. Um, I want us to be positive. I want us to dominate games. I want us to play in the opposition's half. Um, I want us to attack in a in a clearly structured but well-balanced and, and aggressive way to create chances and score goals. Um, without the ball, I want to be aggressive and win the ball back as high up the pitch as what, as what we can. So I don't think that's going to change too much across the leagues. Obviously, I know there's, yeah, it's 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 winter time. The pitches maybe aren't, aren't perfect across the league and things like that at this moment. So um, I, I'd like to think that I'm adaptable enough to know that we will adapt where appropriate. Um, to, to the to the league and to the players, um, but I've got a clear idea on how I want the the team to play. Um, we won't get there overnight, but I'll be looking to implement um, some principles and and certain things to our style of play right from the off. And um, I'm sure with with more time to work with the players, with more time with the club to bring in players who who fit the profile that I want, that we'll be able to to put a team and put a style of play on the pitch that the Ipswich fans will really get behind. Thank you very much. Thank you. Oh, Ryan, did you have something you want to add there just to close us off? Yeah, I just wanted to ask the Chief Executive, uh, just if you wouldn't mind, um, uh, just, just about coming to the, the questions I ask, if you can keep them embargoed to Sunday, if you appreciate it. I think you've heard everyone's views of them. But could just ask the Chief Executive just a bit more on that. Um, were you concerned that um, Kieran's kind of uh, experience is, is, is kind of primarily really both even as a player and and as a coach, um, you know, like him adapting, you know, to to the style and to the to the rigors and, and to the demands of, of, of League One. Uh, I mean, was that was that was that, was that way heavily on your on your thoughts? No, not not at all. Not not at all. I, I go back to I think if you look at my my background and and 
the young coaches that, that I've given their first opportunities to in A.D. Boothroyd and Brendan Rogers, um, people asked me very similar questions when we appointed them. Um, no, I think uh, Kieran has more than enough football intelligence to adapt to whatever circumstances and whatever league and whatever position he finds himself in. So, no, that, that, that wasn't a worry for me. I suppose quite strikingly, the, the, the similarities of Brendan Rogers and Kieran, both their careers ended very young and they went into coaching and all and, and, uh, and have you know, done well in that regard. It's, you know, I wasn't aware of your connection with Brendan, but uh, did that strike you as well, Kieran, or, uh, Mark? Um, I, I think it's more around that if you, if you look at some of the young coaches that I've worked with and, and given their first or second opportunities in, in, in management, um, they're very similar in, in, in their football intelligence, their work ethic, their integrity and, and very, very, very clear minded on how they want to deliver success. And I saw, I've seen that in other managers and I've certainly seen, seen that as a trait uh, in, in Kieran and you know, I just, to be honest, I can't wait to get started and, and, and get to work with him. Guys, that'll do us all for today. So thank you very much for, for joining and um, have a enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you.